Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So before I start this piece, I want to give out a number just in case people are affected by anything that we are discussing. It's for Samaritans 116123. They are available round the clock for support and also yourmentalhealth.ie. There's a range of support services on there. My first guest knows all too well how damaging the stigma attached to having a mental health condition can be. He was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at 26 and was later found to also experience borderline personality disorder. He's experienced the highs and lows of his mental health difficulties and he has depended on the help of others. Through this, he wishes to do the same for others who are suffering by sharing his story. And as this month is Green Ribbon Month, a month-long initiative taking place in Ireland to highlight the need to reduce stigma around mental health issues, it is only fitting that we hear Rick Rossiter's story. Rick is an ambassador for Sea Change, the organisation behind Green Ribbon Month, and he joins me on the line now. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Listen, thanks, first of all, for agreeing to speak to me today because it, this cannot be easy, sharing your story on, on radio and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. But take me back to the start. When did you first realise that things were not right, that your thoughts were going to quite a dark place? Because I think you were quite young when this was happening. Yeah, it was about the age of 12, 13. I can remember um, things going a bit pear shape, and even at 13, my uh, parents got to see a psychologist for the first time. Okay, so quite quite young to be having the these thoughts, Rick. I mean, like, what was going on in your life? Did you know at that young age that what you were thinking about was dangerous? Um, no, because um, most of my behaviour just seemed, you know, in the norm for me, and it didn't seem out of place because it was a natural, you know, occurrence that was going through me, like the, 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 the bit of the highs, the lows. It didn't seem out of, you know, out of norm for anything. And I assume everybody was, you know, feeling the same way or going through the same emotions. I remember being in school and just feeling dread and just not wanting to be there, just, you know, to the point of even, like, just going into a a blank spot, like what death would be. And, you know, that was the first time I thought of dying. And you actually took the plunge. You jumped. Tell me about this day that you jumped. Um, I'd rather not go into like the specifics. In, in mm. a sense, um, I did have a, a massive suicide attempt at 15. Um, it left me um, with uh, a broken back and legs and it was hospitalized physically for three months to recover from it. Um, it was a very drastic moment in my life, as you can be assured, but even at that point, 
the first time that anybody asked me why I did it was um, when I was back in school, probably five months after the event, some student came up to me and asked me why. Apart from that, nobody else did. So, And, you know, you're you're from uh, Canada originally. Uh, you've, you moved to Ireland in 97. But, uh, you know, at that time, you were living in a very small town. The, people knew about it. You know, as you mentioned there, somebody approaching you. You experienced the stigma of this very early on then. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, at the time, I never knew the word stigma in a sense. Mm. Um, e- even at the time, like prejudice and discrimination wasn't really the, the call words that would be used. It just everybody was on edge with me. Nobody looked at me the same way. I, I felt like no matter what I did, I just the, the looks would just be there. And it just felt real daunting. And at 16, like, I really couldn't be there. I, I left home. I went to the city on my own and um, it, it, I just needed to be away from that environment. And I mean, it's such a it's such a big, you know, drastic reaction, I suppose, in a lot of ways, you know, uh, leaving the situation, going out, feeling like you had to be on your own. Did you feel like you weren't being heard, that you weren't getting the help that you needed at that time? Oh, definitely, because, you know, between the ages of 16 up to about 18, I had a few suicide attempts, which, you know, end up being in A&E. Uh, one of them left me in, a, in a, like a, a three-day coma. And nothing, like I was never hospitalized. Like, apart from when I was 16, I was hospitalized for three months just for an assessment to see what was going on, which to this day, I have no idea what they thought. Mm. But, um, you know, I was in A&E twice after that and just released um, back into my own, you know, into my own apartment and, it wow. just felt like nobody was looking after it. it. It just felt like, okay, it's not a real big deal to them, so why mm-hmm. should, you know, I really do anything? So I just threw on the mask and pretended that I was like everyone else and just went on with it. To be just shown back out and back straight back into the society again, like this is a problem that was happening definitely in, in this country as well, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, like for so, so long we've covered up mental health issues, we've hidden people who experience mental health breakdowns away in hospitals. There's shame around it uh, more than ever. And I mean, you know, there's a pandemic of COVID raging, but there's a mental health pandemic happening um, as well uh, out there. And this is this is ongoing. But um, tell me about the diagnosis at 26, because this is um, when you get a name, a term attached to you in terms of bipolar. How did it feel to have that diagnosis? Did you know what this meant? Yeah. Um, well, it was the first time that I was hospitalized here in Ireland. And it took the, the second hospitalization of like another month to, um, you know, the doctor coming up to me and saying, uh, you have um, mad depression, which is what it was called at the time. Mm. And I said, OK. And he said, here's your medication. Uh, don't go off it. And that was really it. There was okay. no education on it or not even a, a leaflet given to me of what it actually was. Um, I was just okay. I'm I'm going to go home to my my wife and my child and see what happens. So it was really daunting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if, you know, I have a very basic clinical definition of bipolar disorder in my mind, Rick. But can you tell me what does it actually mean for you who experiences it? Um, well, I have, um, you know, there, there's three different types, and even at that, there's. It's such a broad range when you say bipolar, there 
Like it is such a broad range in development and mm. everyone's an individual. So like I have never seen or met somebody with bipolar just the same as me, especially when it comes to reactions and symptoms because we all live a different life. We're raised differently and we react differently to things. So it's really hard to, you know, specify. But for me, the, the lows were the ones that really got my system in, into the dreadness of it. Like the lows would really pitfall me into the darkness, into dark thoughts. The, as they would say, the, the black dog. And for me, it was like mm. a riding a storm. The highs, they were just, for me, natural. Yeah. They, they didn't feel anything. You know, it was like, oh, wow, superpower. Um, I would be, you know, on charge for days on end. Like my thoughts were, you know, racing and it, not to the point where I couldn't control them, but I would have like, you know, inspiration. Like I used to write a lot and it, it just felt natural to me. And, and like, I could never like a natural high, as you would say, like I would say people, you know, you, you take drugs like weed or hash and, and like I had this naturally happening to me, like this, this feel good factor, mm. it, but it was natural. So it didn't seem out of norm. I understand. You you thought this was, was part of kind of what, what everyone would experience. You know, yeah. I remember as well seeing a report of an interview that Kerry Katona did on This Morning, um, this a couple of years back. She acted very erratically and at the time people tore that woman to shreds and it was later revealed then that she had bipolar and was going through a tough time. But the public's reaction was... Uh, you know, that that she was a bit of a lunatic, to be really frank, Rick, and that she was dangerous. Um, you know, this stigma was attached to it. How do you feel about how the general public deal with situations like this? I mean, we have a fear of it, so we put a label like dangerous on it. So how do you feel about that? Well, it's true what you said about Perry Catona and, and like, you know, like Sinead O'Connor, any, mm. any type of celebrity will have that, you know, that, that extra mile of, disparaging them, I mean, no matter what they do, but especially with mental health, it can be so damaging. Um, it is, and, and a lot of it's down to a lot of, not so much the media as now, but um, you get a lot of um, different things happening, like, you know, in movies, yeah. and um, the, the the people would be the, the, the new Russians, almost, like, I would see uh, plot lines or, you know, somebody that was in a movie, and the only reason why they're killing people is because they're, you know, bipolar or they're schizophrenic mm. or, or they just say they had mental health issues. It's a, it's a tagline that they would love to put on. But, you know, we know historically and we know statistically that people with mental health are more often the victims of crime and, and you know, discrimination and prejudice and, and not the other way around. It's, it, it can be hard because, you know, I'd be watching a movie and, uh, you know, the only excuse that that person has to be a criminal mastermind is they're bipolar. Mm. And I'm looking at my, my daughter and she's looking at me and she's going, what, what's going on here? Like she's been in, in movie theaters watching something and like, you know, she just walk away dumbfounded because that's not what she sees. And more often than not, it's not. It's, it's just a boogeyman syndrome. Yes. It's, it's go for something that is unknown. And the only time like in news, if you hear about mental health, it's more often in the bad way. You know, we, we hear in the States about uh, somebody going on a gun rampage. All they say is they have mental health issues. And, and that's almost like, a, okay, we'll go away from that then. 
That's, yeah, that's it's like it's it's yes, it's parceled up, and that's explained that, and we've categorised it absolutely. But you know, for you, really, the key for you to understanding what was going on in your own life is education, and this is something that we really need to to take on board. And what I really admired, uh, you know, for for yourself is that you didn't just take what the doctor was saying to you as the final word. You've you've gone out there and you've explored and you've you've educated yourself. Mm, indeed, I have to. Um educate myself and, and basically take empowerment and ownership of what was going on in my life, I would have to really say to the doctors, I need this, I need whether it was medication or therapy, and really fight for it at some point. Mm. And, you know, um, more often than not, we're a silent voice because, you know, due to the nature of the disorder, like people feel like, you know, they're, they're, they should be a bit lesser or they're treated lesser. And it's almost as if they're treated as a, you know, a, an intellectual disability and not just a mental disability when it comes to like just the emotions. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it can be very damaging for somebody who really wants help, who really wants to go out there and, you know, even when they're going through bad times and to hear like, you know, the way it's spoken about in society that, you know, oh, I better not step forward and say I have this because people are just going to talk about me. And it, it is the worst part in somebody's life when they know they need help and they really want it and to feel that like if I say it to my friends or my family they're just going to shun me Oh, absolutely. And we've, we're hearing this time and time again. But, you know, thankfully for you, you you have spoken out about it to hear with me today and, and with people you love. How do you ensure that you lead a happy life, Rick? Because here you are today talking on the radio. That is not an easy thing to do for somebody in, in your situation. You know, you have turned things around for yourself. Um, how do you ensure that you, you are staying happy in yourself? Um, well, a great part of it is doing what I'm doing now, being with Sea Change, um, giving this venue to you know allow my voice to be heard. At, at times, it was very difficult at the beginning because you know I did not know how I would react or my family or friends would react. But like you know, I really got some really good feedback and positivity, and people saying like because of my story and because of other people's stories, they're opening up more. Mm. Whether it's the first time they say to their husband, you know, I have this, or you know the way they treat and help their sons and their daughters, it, it is really good. And for me, humor has been one of the best things, you know, how we get through this COVID and all this yeah. paper means and everything. Humor has been a really good thing. Earth therapy, just the conversation, the be yeah. op- being able to be open up to somebody and talk to somebody. And as, you know, Ireland is evolving with mental health, people are understanding more. The, the information is getting out there more. People are getting more acceptance. Um, you know, it, the conversation is not as scary as it used to be. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. It, it, I, we never we never had in our vocabulary how to talk about it mm. other than not say a word. But now, you know, the younger people are getting to understand it more. And it, it really is a generational change that will happen with the youth. If we talk about them, to be open up about emotions. Because, you know, we, we always treat our mind and body differently. And we should never done that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. So, Rick, you know, for people that are suffering at the moment, there's a lot of anxiety out of there. Out there, a lot of people turn into substances maybe to help them get through life right now. What would you say to people who might be listening in who are not doing so well? Um, reach out. There's there's so many ways of doing it. Like you, you, as you stated in the beginning, the Samaritans are there. You got to wear a hotline. You got St. Pass hotline. You got you know child line. You, even the senior citizens have a 
a helpline that they can talk to. Just open up and, and you know, be there for yourself. And, you know, if you're not, if you're somebody that is worried about somebody, you know, talk about it. Mm. You know, you know, even if it's like somebody who's going through a very bad moment and a lot of suicidal thoughts, talking about suicide is not going to create them to, you know, commit attempt yeah. suicide. It, it, it will open up the conversation. And, you know, go to your GP. That is one of the very first venues of, of a conversation to be able to get into another area of help. And these helplines are just signpost places. Yeah. And, you know, you could go to, like, Sea Change, Headline, any number of these sites that you can just look on Google, and they they will have these areas. And the government has many sites that are open up to mental health, and, you know, they, they basically will give you a direction to go into because we all have a mental health, and it reacts to it differently. Everybody has something different mm. themselves, like, you know, between schizophrenia, just, you know, anxiety, depression. So there's always an area to go to, no matter what is going on in your life. Absolutely. Well, Rick, you refer to yourself as a survivor, but you're more than that. You're an incredibly strong, inspiring man who's shown great bravery speaking to me on the radio. I thank you for opening up and speaking so candidly with me. And I wish you every happiness going forward. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show today. And thank you and get a green ribbon on the go and go out and talk. Absolutely. Green Ribbon Month. It's happening right now. Seachange.ie. One one six one two three Samaritans. Also visit yourmentalhealth.ie. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.